It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Inside City National Arena upstairs and the second floor and Studio 31 making it happen with Darren Elliott, Darren Millard. Uh, nighttime at noon looking ahead to a beautiful, beautiful contest against the Minnesota Wild, the back half of a home and home as the Vegas Golden Knights continue to pursue top spot in the Central or the Pacific Division and top spot in the Western Conference. Uh, Darren Elliott, this, this game we expect to be a little more intense from the Minnesota Wild standpoint, but also an opportunity for Vegas to really put their foot down. Yeah, you hope you continue to build uh, on the game that you played. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the game that the team played was a reset after a couple of uh, disappointing efforts, uh, low-energy efforts, and they were able to find their game really consistently for the entire 60 minutes in the victory over Minnesota. Minnesota at home, you think there'd be a little bit of pushback. Back-to-back against the same opponents, always difficult. Kind of like playoff hockey. So I I would expect this one to be a really good game. And the opportunity that exists for Vegas to get their own game in order and really dial things in in this final couple of weeks of the season. It's interesting to hear Bruce Cassidy talk about that that they're not as worried about the out-of-town scoreboard or the the race and the jockeying for position as they are about their own game. That's hard for fans (laughs) to get our heads around. Yeah, but but it it makes sense. So once you've accomplished the first goal, the first goal is to make the playoffs. You've done it. Okay, so now you're going to be in the playoffs. You know that. Not sure where or who your first opponent's going to be. So, So since you don't know who your first opponent's going to be, all you can really focus on is your game until that point. And that, that's, that's where the logic is, and then you just want to make sure you're buttoned down in terms of all the things you want to do in all facets of the game. We've got a lot to talk about today, okay. including the lineup situation, but I want to bring in Bruce Cassidy from Minnesota. He had a chance to speak with uh, Ashley Vice earlier. Just uh, revolving around this game, and lineup situation and where the Vegas Golden Knights are headed in this start of 2-2, two and two, Minnesota tonight and the Nashville Predators tomorrow. Here's Bruce Cassidy. Bruce, last time you guys were in this building, it was the, the first trip after the All-Star break that kind of kicked off a really good run for you guys. How do you think that trip contributed to the team kind of getting its mojo going? Well, certainly the start of it, I felt like we would have got our game back because we had it earlier in the year. It wasn't like we just found it then. We'd had it in... Um, October, November, and then we, you know, we kind of in and out for a while. So obviously the dad's been around, I think, helped the guys a lot. I've uh, said this before, I think the break physically and mentally helped everybody. Um, so we put those two things together and maybe got Minnesota at the right time. I don't know, but our, our, our game was good. You know, we, we followed that up in Nashville and have been pretty good since then. What's the biggest improvement you've seen in the overall team game since then? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if there's one area. I'd say our goaltending has been very consistent with a number of different guys. But Logan was good at the start here, and so was Aiden. So I don't know if uh, it's necessarily that, but that's certainly where you always look first. I'd say our special teams have been good, not great, but timely. Um, I guess the biggest thing is just different people contributing. It's probably the easiest way to put it, uh, a lot of depth. Um, and then the last thing, I'd have to say with the health of our back end, say the you know a consistent six guys in the lineup every night uh, made things a little bit easier for us uh, with guys that have 
played in the league and been partners on this team too, so the chemistry was already there. You saw them on Saturday. What did you like that you're hoping carries over and extends into a tough building that you know? Uh, well, just the way we overall played. I liked our game, our start. I guess we could pick on that, but I actually didn't mind it. We were just off net with some of our opportunities, and then we got ourselves a, you know, in trouble with a penalty when we had an odd man rush. It really could have changed the game in our direction too. So. Um, Third period was excellent. We kept our foot on the gas. You know, whether they were out of gas or not, you never know. But I liked what our team did. Um, just our overall game, I thought, you know, we had good pace to our game. Uh, start of the third period wasn't our best. They had a really good push. We've survived that. Um, so just, like I said, our overall game, I think our, our pace of our game and puck management was better than San Jose, a lot better. I mean, you guys didn't see that, but we weren't very good in that area there, and we cleaned that up for sure. And that probably had a lot to do with us only giving up one goal. Three in a row for uh, Loren. What's your thinking there, Bruce? Well, he's healthy again, um, playing good hockey. So when, when he left us with his injury, he'd played three games. He played really well. So we're just trying to get him back up to speed in terms of reps. It's back to back. So honestly, Gary, if we put it, we put a Johnny in tonight and Loren tomorrow. I don't know if there's a huge, you know, we just felt. And maybe if this wasn't Minnesota, that's the way we would have looked at it because we're coming off he was a real solid game against them. We, we figure we'll he'll put, put him right back in there. Um, that's probably it. Did He's it a little back-to-backs. Like you did this with Edmonton. Now you're doing with the Wild, but with, with Seattle. Is there some playoff uh, like preparation that you can do for your group in those situations? Well, I mean, coaches like it because you're only looking at, I mean, you know, after – Let's say we were playing someone else. We would have looked at our team and then been off pre-scouting. So you get, while you're watching the game, you're watching both sides a little more closer. I'm watching many more than I, I would normally if we weren't playing them back to back. So that part's good. I think players get a playoff feel that way. Um, it's always back and forth in the playoffs. One team wins, the other. You got to be ready, like like tonight, right? We got to be ready for a better game um, than they gave us up there. And that's what happened with Edmonton. Uh, they certainly did it, and we expect it the same tonight. We've got to be ready to respond. With the goalies, like Bruce, oh, I'm sorry, just going to say, have you kind of thought about the week and quick against the Kings, or have you not got that far? No, you, you guys playing, ask you me that all the time. I'm not yep. going to answer. We, we don't do that, right? Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's, we've talked about it, but the way our year's gone, I mean, you know, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, Try and get through tonight. yeah, let's get through these two games. They're here, and. Let's see what the other guys are at back home if they're skating and you know where, where's their progress. But obviously the the LA game is going to be a big story no matter who we play. If we play quick, it's a big story. If we don't, you know I'm a bad guy. So um, at the end of the day, you know we're going to play the guy that gives us the best chance to win because we're getting down there, and we'll see who that is Thursday. Right now, they're you know each going to play in the next two days. To me, to get somebody like Riley back in your lineup, a glue guy, what he brings to it. Um, well, I mean. In and out all year with different guys like that. We've lost a lot of glue guys, so it's only going to make us better. Uh, guys stepped up in his absence, obviously, so you, you want that. Um, it's bumped some younger guys out of the lineup. It happens to be younger guys right now. Uh, that's the you know the part that's no good for those guys. You know they they did their job, but that's part of professional hockey, right? Once your name's called, get in there and do it. Um, but as for Riley, he's not that guy. He's a proven guy in the league, and he's going right back into his spot. Going to play his minutes. Uh, play on both special teams, play with Carly, and, and go from there.
There's Bruce Cassidy this morning at uh, the uh, St. Paul, uh, well, actually, the XL Energy Center That's right. in St. Paul. Uh, beautiful facility. I love that rink, by the way. Uh, this is the second half of the home and home for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild. A couple of things that I wanted Bruce to get to before we could play off it. Uh, one being the goaltending. Laurent Brassois goes again. He'll play both halves of this home and home and his third straight start. What does that tell you about where the goaltending is lining up with two weeks to go? Well, it's, I think, Bruce, no, I don't think. It, he's the most honest coach with a microphone in his face that I've ever seen. He's telling you that, okay, we're trying to get Laurent Brassois his reps because he came back, he played three games, was out a month, so he gets another start. Oh, and he might not have gotten a start tonight if it was back-to-back with a different opponent than it was last game where he played well. All that is, like, that just makes sense, right? That's just logic. And then, I think it was Dave Gosher asked about the game on Thursday against the Kings, which we all want from a storybook and storyline standpoint. But Bruce, again, completely honest. He goes, I can't tell you that. He goes, we don't do that. And then why would we? Because we don't know beyond tomorrow. Right now, our plan is both guys will play. That's all we know. We can't, we can't project out to Thursday because these guys have to stay healthy. And there's guys skating back here potentially. So, um, there you have it. I mean, it, it, it's kind of in the moment, but it's it's up to date from the head coach. So from Brassois' point of view, yeah. let's look at him specifically. Okay. You'll you'll examine playing Minnesota in consecutive games in a, a matchup of division leaders. Right. That tells you that you're putting a lot of emphasis on these games with one guy. Am I right? Yeah, and, yeah, because he said you're going to play who is coming down to it, and you're going to play whoever gives you the best chance to win. So the coach did say that as well. So buried in there is like he's played very well, so of course you get the start. And it's that little bit of a nod, as he said, to playoff situation where you have to play the same opponent and expect a better game from them. They're moving home just like you would coming off a loss in a playoff series. You expect the other team to respond. You have to respond with adjustments and all those kinds of things. So we're getting kind of primed for, for the postseason. That, that, that's the so cool does part. he have a leg up? He does to the, going into tonight. Okay. So this is a really important start for Laurent Brassois, who earns the three straight assignments. Well, it, it, they're all important, but it's important not from a team level, and certainly if he delivers, it helps him an awful lot, in his case, to be the starter uh, when we get going April 17th. Do you buy into the fact that he, he can't win, basically, on that Los Angeles situation? Um, well, I mean, you can win by playing Jonathan Quick. But if you're if you've got a guy who's going to be your starter and he's going great and that's an incredibly important game, right? You're going against the story, but if you go through the story, like, well, the story is for us to talk about. The story yeah. is not for for the coach or the team to to play into. I, I, it's just right. It's 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 a great it's a great read uh, of a chapter to be written if Jonathan Quick goes in there plays great against the king. That that's all storybook stuff. Unfortunately, down at the locker room level with the coaches, they have to be way more pragmatic than we do at the desk. Mm-hmm. You know, What have you liked about Bressois' game? What I always like about when Lauren Bressois was playing well. He's uh, big, no matter what, but he plays quiet. Gets to the spot, lets the puck find him, doesn't do a lot of reaching, searching around for pucks. When there's a rebound, 
it's well contained. Last game is rebound control. If there was a rebound, he didn't spit it out to dangerous areas. He put it in a position where either his defenseman could clear it or he could gather it. Um, and then there is still the athleticism after the fact, if need be. But when he's playing, like I said, for the first few points, there's not a lot of diving around after the fact because he's been so efficient in making the first save, and if there is a rebound, making sure there's nothing to it. Heard the reference to Riley Smith. Uh, he's going to be in the lineup. We'll get to that in just a little bit, as well as anything the Vegas Golden Knights would like to do a little bit better uh, than the victory over the Minnesota Wild on Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena. But uh, the scarf in the uh, around your neck. If you're listening on the radio, uh, Darren Elliott and I have uh, AFC Bournemouth scarves from the uh, Premiership League. Uh, what does that do for your wardrobe? Brightens it up since yes. I showed up uh, here in gray uh, entirely. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful look for you. Oh, there you go. Well, who knows? It might catch on. I might uh, I might just start w- w- being this being my uh, trademark right here. Well, I think it's a good one. And if you want further uh, accessories, yeah. you can go down to the Arsenal uh, because AFC Bournemouth, the uh, newest member of the Foley Entertainment Group, uh, coming off a huge comeback win over Fulham on Saturday that uh, lift them out of the relegation zone. Uh, they uh, have all kinds of... Uh, different uh, clothing lines, a different paraphernalia uh, downstairs at the Arsenal. And uh, scarves like these included in that. Uh, And if you show your receipt from the Arsenal, you get a discount on your meal at Mac River because tomorrow the Cherries are playing and we have a watch party here at City National Arena at 11.45 a.m. to watch the uh, AFC Bournemouth uh, take on Brighton. Exciting stuff. Nothing more exciting than this scarf, though. It is. It's kind of cool, though, Right, sure, dude, dude. I know you're not. I know you're not a big premiership. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I never followed it. No um, bandwidth. I, I don't There's limited bandwidth. I, I, you, you yeah, I don't know enough on. about it. So you know, it it, it seems like it's uh, it's a big yeah. deal. These so, scarves. Yeah, this is currency. Is it like? Yeah, that, is that what it's they? It's a huge thing around followers. Like, like just by to, wearing this, people will be texting you saying, "Hey." If you don't want your scarf, we'll take it. Like, this <laughs> no, is a big thing. I, like, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know what is the cool stuff for the fans uh, in Bournemouth, uh, in the Premier League, all those kinds of things. I, I mean, I w- went to a soccer game and had to experience it uh, way back in the day in Germany. You stand up and everybody gets going and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of playing it, following it, uh, I played indoor soccer one year. Yep. I was terrible. Yep. As a goalie or? <laughs> no, I was out there running around. Running around? Yeah. Okay, you don't. You got to wear your scarf. It's not like a fashion scarf. Oh, it's not. You just you just drape it around your neck. Don't get into uh, trying to be hip and cool. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't try to tie it up or anything like that. But this is uh, (laughs) this is awesome. So um, scarves like this available at the Arsenal, and there's a watch party tomorrow. Brighton Arsenal uh, AFC uh, going at it uh, tomorrow morning, 11:45. Get your scarf. Come up. uh, Enjoy. Okay, you're a spokesmodel. I was a spokesmodel. Okay, but did you follow soccer before? This uh, undertaking of uh, Foley Entertainment. Yeah, I, I came from Toronto, MLS yeah. back there. So, yeah. so well, so did I. So that's uh, well. Don't, don't get mad at me. You asked a question. Well, I'm saying yes. Well, you, well, now, well, now you're you, now you're see, getting all pissy you, with me. <laughs> did you say yes? <laughs> MLS has nothing to do with the Premier League. Well, you you said soccer. No, I didn't. Not the Premiership. Yes. So, did I? Okay, yeah, I soccer. said soccer. I'm you sorry. said soccer. So, so, uh, that's, so I didn't even say football. And Okay, so you <laughs> went to, right to the MLS. And All then right. you start hammering on me. 
You know what? Let's take a break. You and I need to sort a couple of things out. No, but we'll come back with the uh, Riley Smith situation. Plus, something happened in the dressing room in Minnesota this morning between two veteran defensemen that you have to see and hear, depending on what platform, whether you're watching the stream or listening to the radio. You have to just experience to really take in. Martinez and Petrangelo. It's awesome. Stick around for nothing else. Stick around for that. It's nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas and all the social media channels. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Great week for the Vegas Golden Knights. Opportunity knocking, and they take on the Minnesota Wild tonight. Uh, Nashville Predators tomorrow, and uh, later in the week, it'll be Los Angeles and Dallas. And that LA game has big connotations and impact on the Pacific Division race and the Dallas Stars in the Western Conference. Every game has a little bit of intrigue. Darren Millard, along with Darren Elliott, here in Studio Thirty One at City National Arena. We've got the pregame show on the TV side coming up at four thirty. The pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas four o'clock with ryan wallace let's start with uh, today if you can happen to sweep this home and home series uh, against the minnesota wild it gains four points in that battle for the western conference i, I know that uh, the pacific uh, is the more important thing but if you can couple it with a conference lead and home ice advantage through the first two rounds a significant well, it really is you're, you're up four right now so it, it's uh, a big opportunity in it's on the road. It'll be a tough game, but again, that's that gets you ready for playoff hockey. Did you watch any hockey? Yesterday? I watched w- Winnipeg's game and Calgary's game. What a geek am I? Because it brings you in this time of the year. Now you're probably watching that in November, right? But uh, the added intensity that's uh, that's going around uh, the National Hockey League right now with all the different playoff races. So you've got you can basically do huge damage to Nashville tomorrow. Yep. Uh, you can boot them uh, out of any uh, thought uh, of making the playoffs. You can add to your lead in the Pacific Division with the L.A. game. And then you've got Dallas uh, on the other side, which is a message-sending game. There's, there's, when Bruce Cassidy says every team we play down the stretch, there's a hook to it, he's right. And given the performance in San Jose, maybe it's a good thing, right? It, it, it's like... If you want your team locked in, lots of times elite athletes, they can sense what the occasion is. You don't want it to be true, but over an 82-game schedule, sometimes you just mentally can't get there, so physically you're not as quick and you look slow and sluggish. And when you add it all together, you don't play with the pace that the coach wants and the co- actually the pace that you need when you're successful. And they certainly did that against Minnesota. And I expect them to do that again tonight. Minnesota, Nashville, L.A., and Dallas. Oh, yeah. Is there a most important game in there? It, it, you know what, though? It, it, it kind of depends, right, how it goes. Like yes. If, if you lose against Minnesota, then the next one, you know, the next right. night becomes real important to get the split on the road. And if you lose two in a row, oh, we haven't done that in forever to lose three in a row. So that Kings game becomes, you know, amplified. Or if you win the next two, then it sets up an right. opportunity to really do some damage against the Los Angeles Kings in the Pacific. But, yeah. But the next one is the cliche <laughs> the most important one in this in this well, setup it, it is and you can't get you know we, we're talking about it in a block of four um i guess what we're we're talking about it in that fashion but we're actually dissecting it game at a time because that's really what teams have to do to be successful you don't look too far ahead 
Um, but one you know, result can impact uh, how important, quote-unquote, the next game is. And uh, that's real right now at this time of season for sure. Here's an here's a interesting one. They have a chance to sweep the Minnesota Wild with a victory tonight. Okay. Given the difficulties against the Wild the first well, few years— true. Like th- this means something uh, yeah, to, to, to those players that have been around uh, since the inception, been around for the, the last uh, couple of years. That has to add to it on top of the fact that you're battling with Minnesota for conference position. Yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting. Players do – those kinds of things do stick with them. I was There was a post-game interview, and I think it was Calgary. Um, they haven't beaten Vancouver whoever, in, in hardly forever. And they're like, nice that we finally beat them. You know, it was like one of those recognition things, and that's real. It's like it doesn't maybe play out um, for fans or in the big picture, but it's like, man, this team really seems to have our number. So for, for a number of guys that have been here for a while, um, taking care of uh, the Minnesota Wild would feel real good. The inclination is that uh, we're pointing towards Riley Smith's return tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, skating on his own, uh, went returned to practice in a non-contact sweater, and now uh, returns uh, on to uh, uh, William Carlson's line uh, tonight. That That's a big ad here in the last two weeks. Absolutely. I mean, whether they play together or not, the misfits, to me, they define this team. Um, uh, they've gotten better at certain things. They've continued to, to elevate their individual games. Uh, Jonathan Marshall's still playing with Jack Eichel uh, and, and Barbashev now, so, so he's off that line. But Riley Smith returns to play with William Carlson, uh, potentially. Um, and William Carlson has become the darling of Bruce Cassidy's two-way centerman posture uh, in his system. So those three, after all this time, you know, it's, and, and even go back to you know, when, when Shea Theodore's in, in the lineup, those guys that were here originally still in large part define the success and identity of this team. Uh, what do you uh, like about the return of Riley Smith? What's the benefit? There's the some obvious and some subliminal. I would say ask William Carlson. They have such good chemistry together um, as well as, as, as Carlson's playing. He and Smith are just special together, um, whether it's five on five or four on four. So, um, when you bring in Riley Smith, that, that, now that tinkers again, you have another option to put him on the power play, um, as that's always evolving because that's been a, a sticking point yet again this season, consistency on the power play. What about the penalty kill? And that's an area that yep. has been great the last two games after the Edmonton situation. He didn't play in that Edmonton game. And part of me wonders if would it have been different? Uh, maybe, but I, I think... You know, we've seen him take chances early in the year and get burned on it, too. So, so to me, it's not about Riley Smith, per se, as part of the penalty kill group. He, he's excellent. And Ian Carlson together are as dynamic as it gets uh, when they're down a man. But to me, John Stevens, Darren, when he was talking to us, when he was telling us about that maybe we gave them a little too much credit, them being the, the Edmonton Oilers power play, maybe we gave them we were too deferential. That resonates with me more than personnel. It's like, what's your mindset going? And, yeah, we know who they have, what they do. We're really good, too, when we play our game. And sometimes you, that can get lost. I'm sure if they meet up in the, in the postseason, um, they'll take a different tact in terms of how much respect they give that Edmonton power play. 
Uh, the top line we know is going great. Jack, uh, Jack's yeah. really flying right now. He and Barbashev have something, right? Yeah, they do. That's not to take away from Marcia's own, but there, there seems to be something there. Well, I think what it is, when, when you play with a guy like Jack Eichel, he freelances a lot, right, offensively. He's so dynamic. Is he going to get his shot away? Is he going to get to a spot where he laser zips a pass to you that you better be ready for? Barbara has been good at that, uh, being ready. But Barbashev does the same thing every time. Very predictable. That's helpful to me on a line that, that's centered by Jack Eichel or a player of his ilk because he knows what's going to happen next all the time. Like Barbashev's going to go in, going to put pressure on, and guess where he's going to go? Right to the front of the net. Or he's going to go behind the net and be the outlet, if depending on, on the coverage. So from Eichel's standpoint, he knows where is going to be every single time because he's so consistent. Uh, Riley Smith returns. That gives them another 20-goal score back in the lineup instantly. We've seen some uh, great returns. Uh, just uh, one quick comment on Teddy Bluger, who is back in the lineup. And the, the, there just seems to be a home and a great fit there uh, with, with Teddy Bluger. Yeah, might as well just call him Gluger. He yeah. is a glue guy, right? I mean, that, that's the kind of player he is. Every team has to have him if you're going to be successful. He's come in. He's shown what he can do. Um, and I think he's the kind of guy you usually hear more about uh, in matchups, in playoff kinds of situations. Uh, he is uh, expected to uh, center a line with uh, Michael Amadio and Keegan Colasar tonight. Boy, Amadio uh, having oh. a career year, uh, too. Uh, so that's uh, that's been wonderful to watch. Uh, I want to tell you about Craigie Range at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. It's the perfect place to enjoy a pregame or postgame meal. Uh, come to watch your nights on one of Craigie Range's big screen TVs or the huge outdoor LED screen. Enjoy your favorite craft beer, wine, bourbon or all kinds of cocktails while you catch the action you'll find the menu for the whole family plus a full bar with 16 beer taps 16 beer taps uh, don't try them all at once you get you get bloated <laughs> among other things a craggy range sports bar and grill is open daily no ticket required when we continue the vegas golden knights above the century mark we'll get into that plus that awesome exchange between alec martinez and sorry, Alex Martinez and Alec. What am I saying? Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo. There you go. See, that's that's where, Those where guys. it gets, gets go, me. Go last there. night. Just go last uh, night. It's uh, nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> Live from City National Arena. This is nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hope you're enjoying your Monday wherever you're streaming or listening to on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard, Darren Elliott here in Studio 31 getting set for the game tonight against the Minnesota Wild. The Vegas Golden Knights uh, can uh, move uh, further into the uh, Century Club uh, tonight. They have 101 points, uh, second time in franchise history. The Golden Knights topped the three digits. A little skewed. Uh, they would have been there uh, at least one other time had uh, they played right. a full season uh, during the pandemic. But uh, this is... Incredible. They still have an outside shot at uh, setting the all-time franchise mark for points in a season. It's been, like I said, uh, on the air in postgame, uh, last game against Minnesota, you take a look at, you know, what it takes to make the playoffs. And we, we had fun with Gary, and he was like 93.5. You know, we were talking about yeah. weeks ago. Bruce Cass said, well, 100's a nice number, and anymore you might as well shoot for 100. You know, if you want to fin guarantee yourself a, a playoff spot, and you can, you know, start to see what he's talking about. Look at since the All Star break, team has been fantastic, 
and haven't been able to separate from the Oilers or the Kings because everybody's playing well at the same time. And then on the other side, Minnesota's the same thing. Colorado's the same thing. And uh, Dallas has hung in the mix uh, to their credit as well. So the top six teams have all been going, and, and, and so you haven't been able to, even though you've been successful, you haven't really been able to put the separation you would, uh, would have thought. Well, top six have been outstanding. It's so jammed up, but the top three, all from the Pacific Division. Right. Isn't that a statement, given how the Pacific Division was perceived at the start of the year? Yeah, no, the pundits were like, oh, it's the easiest division. Don't think they're saying that now. And, you know, at the time, when you're out here, it's a little bit different. Certainly there were some unknowns, and uh, w- with the Golden Knights, it was the goaltending, and Logan Thompson stepped in and had an all-star first half of the season, quelled a lot of those situations and, and comments. But, you know, Vancouver, they're up. So, you know, they were, Seattle came out of nowhere to make it a really difficult, I mean, at least in my mind, came out of nowhere um, to, to be solid from you know, the start of the season to now. So, so that, that right away made you, it's like, wow, that's a, another team we hadn't thought about. The Kings I always liked. You know that. I, I think they're really well built. Um, and Edmonton made the big move that, that they had to make uh, in getting the defenseman Ekholm uh, to, to solidify their blue line. Uh, when you uh, analyze it, does home ice advantage mean the least to Vegas compared to these other clubs because of what they've been able to do on the road? Right now, Minnesota has 20 road wins, 24 for Colorado, uh, 23 for Dallas, and, and Vegas has the fewest regulation losses by far with seven on the road. Right. So you're comfortable on the road. Right. Um, I, I don't know that there's a correlation, though. Like, you're comfortable on the road. That's good. A veteran team, so you should be. Um, I, to me, you're, you still want home ice. You know that ownership wants home ice, <laughs> potential for the extra game games depending on number of series. So, so that's that's the business side of it. The reality side is, it doesn't really matter until you have that moment. And let's be honest, I mean the Fortress rocks. It was jam packed the other night. Playoffs is another whole level for the fan base as well. So to me, um, it matters. But it's uh, you're comfortable on the road. But guess what? What Darren just said, so are all the top teams. Uh, within reach of 50 wins. That is yeah, a magical cool. number, isn't it? It is. 50 wins, that, it's tough in this league. Now, there's more opportunities, obviously, with shootouts and everything having a win or a loss tie, you know, associated with it or the opportunity to win um, more often than, than years and years past. But... But, yeah, you'll take 50 wins any time. They call it successful. Uh, Golden Knights uh, with that blue line, uh, they've watched Ben Hutton come in and been really good. Is that not one of the guys that you really do appreciate? We, You don't cheer against anybody. Nope. I, I find it uh, a little misleading to say, oh, we cheer. that's a guy you cheer for. But with Ben Hutton, you, you enjoy that success. Certainly appreciate it. Having been a guy that was, you know, three goalies deep uh, some parts of my NHL career um, in the American League, you know, trying to hope that somebody's watching um, as you're trying to work on your game. Ben Hutton's had to work on his game without being truly, for a long stretch, a part of the team. And what I mean by that is you have to put in the work alone. Um, Everybody has an off day. You don't. Um, And and you have to do the extra work on the road. Everybody said the hotel. You're not. You're working with the trainers. You're putting in the extra work for that moment when after 21 games of not having any action, guess what happens? 
They call your number. Mm-hmm. And at that particular time, nobody cares what the lead-up was. Not coaches, not fans. You have to be ready to deliver. And Ben Hutton certainly has done that in, in the game since he's been back in. And he's had some power play time, which oh, yeah. everybody wants, but he really appreciates because it helps him get a feel for the puck and, and use some of those skills and get comfortable. Well, and it just shows you how times have changed, too, because it's you, you bring a guy back into the lineup and he shows that he's ready and capable. That part's good. But giving power play minutes, that means that you're putting him in a situation to be successful because he has that kind of game where offensively he keeps plays alive off the blue line. He can shoot the puck um, effectively from distance. So, you know, I, I give the coaching staff credit. They've done that all season long with everybody. You put players in positions to be successful. Dorofiev comes to mind. And playing the fourth line as a skilled guy coming from the minors, put him on the second line. Okay, he's out of the lineup right now, but that's part of the process because there's been a little bit of a drop-off, and now you're getting a little bit healthier. Um, but while he was in there, he was put in a situation to be as successful as he possibly could, and he took advantage of it, just like Ben Hutton. And he's part of this group, and not just on the lineup card, right? but socially uh, within the, the dressing room camaraderie uh, with the guys. And notice that. So this happened this morning. Uh, in in St. Paul, uh, that the Golden Knights were having their pregame skate, and Ashley Weiss was uh, was getting some sound for us uh, on the TV side and for Vegas Golden Knights uh, Twitter account and social media channels. And she was talking to Alex Petrangelo, yep. and there was some chirping happening on on either side of him. Then she uh, decided to get to the bottom of it, went over to Alec Martinez, who had some <laughs> things to say about Petrangelo and holding court. And Ben Hutton was right in there. So this is a, a conversation wow, that involves three different players but shows you the chemistry between superstar, Stanley Cup champion in multiple occasions with, uh, with Alec Martinez, uh, but more on the defensive side, and then Button, Ben Hutton, who's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, have, have a load of uh, and enjoy this moment between three different players. Your way, you know, offensively. Um, this year, I think we've done a really good job. I can't do it. Creating offense, something I'm going to be, able to, you know, I can't do it. These guys, I got this guy bickering in the background. I got this guy. What is it like uh, sitting next to Alec Martinez every day? Uh, it's a, it's a real, it's a real treat. It's a real treat. Alex Petrangelo, as a, a locker mate. Horrible. <laughs> he has no concept of other people or any spatial awareness. Half the time I have about a, a fraction of my stall, if that. I'm bumping over and using hoodies. He's not wrong. I'm not, I'm not wrong. He's got he's sticks. Got he's got clubs. gum. Anytime I go get tape, I come back, it's gone. Mysteriously, he claims someone else takes it. There's there's drinks everywhere. Is this yours? Is this mine? It's like, no, it's clearly yours because it's all the way in my stall. Usually I just try to go sit on the other side of the room. It's terrible. Yeah. Good teammate. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, of all the things you'll hear, X's and O's that we've talked about today, that's going to be the, what's going to stick with you. The, the, the league coming out of the lockout in 04-05 said, oh, player access. So it's going to be great. And we have all the mic'd up. And, and some places do it better than others. But overall, you don't get much out of it when they do the in-game mic'd up with a player because – language is salty and and the guys end up it just ends up being 
Come on, guys. Want to go, guys? Hey, oh, that is the best mic up that you'll ever hear. That that's a real glimpse inside of what a locker room's like. Guys are just, you know, comfortable with each other and ribbing each other. That's good stuff. The takeaway, though, is Petrangelo takes up a lot of space physically. <laughs> Evidently, <laughs> what did Hutton said in the background? He's he's not lying. He's got a stall for his gloves. <laughs> But Hutton threw in there uh, on the side. Did you ever play with somebody that just spread out? Uh, not, took, not that I remember because room. because as a goalie, you kind of did, and they always had you kind of. Well, they were mad at you. <laughs> but you were always off to the side. They didn't really mix the goalies, even back in the day. Um, you didn't, the goalies sat off to the side, and you kind of bumped into each other. But that was about it. Everybody else had their own stalls. We're going to run that on the TV side. Oh, that's funny. Uh, this afternoon. Uh, just so you can see the, the facial reactions <laughs> of, of Petrangelo at first uh, talking about, uh, well, trying to answer Ashley's question. He's like, I can't. <laughs> but, but is getting chirped all, all the time. And I love that Ashley did that. Uh, went over yeah, to Martinez and said, y- y- you're going to chirp? Let's, let's go. Uh, g- give me, give me the, the real goods. And he, and he spilled. That's, that's funny and good for Ashley. She I mean she's fantastic, and you can tell they have the respect. She has the respect of the, the the locker room as well because they're comfortable enough in front of her to give a little glimpse inside of what their day to day routine and ritual is like in the locker room. Who had the most gear? Who had the the most stuff oh. in their locker room? Uh, w- there was a kid that got drafted in the first round when I played for the Kings. His name was uh, Craig Redmond, hmm. defenseman. Played on Team Canada with him. Uh, phenom skater. His dad came up with some specialty blades, so he had, he had, he had to send them out to be sharpened. We didn't even have a sharpener for them, so that was a little over the top as an 18-year-old in in the National Hockey League. And he had blades everywhere and suitcases full of them. That guy's uh, got on him about that. I remember that clearly. What is it about tape, where even if you're in the National Hockey League, <laughs> there's never enough of it, and <laughs> Just to tag on to that, it always goes missing. Well, yeah, you can never find a role when you need one. No. So, and, and the, the poor equipment managers, they're, they're fully stocking the table and the shelves every moment they're at the rink, and there's still not enough. You're right. It's like it goes in your bag. You, you throw it. Somebody takes it. You never know what's – where's the sticky tape? Where's the clear tape? Where's it? There's all different kinds of tape for different purposes. You were looking for some the other day. I was. That padded? Because you can't find it. It, it, it goes missing. And I'll, I didn't I'll, take it. I will, I will totally admit that if I see some lying around, it's in my pocket. Gordon Weigers over at the, on, on the office side, uh, social media Gordon. Yeah. He had some tape on his desk last week. Gone. I rifled that thing quicker into my pocket than, than you could grab a coffee. That might be something. And you, you grab a coffee. That's right. Uh, Public works. Pass. So that, here, here at City National like, if There's something about if it's there, it's like the Army, you eat when you can eat, you sleep when you can sleep. If you see tape, there's something about it that's ingrained where you grab it. Yeah, uh, again, because you, you never know when you're going to need it. I guess mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the theory in the hockey locker room. I'm going to need this later, so I better put it over here. Uh, I love the uh, the involvement, though, of Ben. Oh. Given that he sat out 21 straight games, but has come in and become a pretty important part in the absence of Shea Theodore. You can see it plus minus. You can see it ice time. You can see it point production. And you can see it personality. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not everybody can do that job. Like, like if you're... What do you mean? Well, if somebody has a personality, they hold on to stuff. Um, or 
grind on the day-to-day, and it's 21 games, it's 45 days, and you don't get in a game, that that's a quality that has to do with mental preparation and disposition of the individual. Not everybody can do it effectively. Otherwise, there'd be lots of guys hanging around vying for those spots. And, you know, there, there, really, there really aren't that many. Because you can become a distraction. You can't be it. To, you, you, to your own at, team, right? As soon as you become a distraction, if you're you become unemployed. If you're all that, That's then, right. then it gets inside yeah. the group. And then, one, they, they either push back and don't want you around as much, or you infect the group and it becomes a little bit negative, and it's even not on just, a good team. Right. It's not even just the players. How do you treat the personnel, the guys who are part of the team, um, you know, all the guys that do the equipment work and, and the trainers and the people you're working with with physiotherapy and all those kinds of things to stay ready. If if anybody senses that you're uh, sour uh, or, or predisposed to good days, bad days, you're not very consistent on the, you know, up with people kind of movement, um, you're not going to be in that role. Well, there's a reference. Are you talking about the, <laughs> the performance up with people? I'm, I'm just talking about being up. And, and being ready. Okay. You're not talking about the, the Well, band. that's where the t- term came from. I know. <laughs> I, I, I know enough that I wouldn't bring that up, and I'm a fan of up with people. There you go. And But I'm like, nobody else would understand. It's one of the reasons why you and I get along so well, despite the uh, the earlier uh, altercation between us. Uh, do you know uh, uh, a great honor uh, coming through to Matthias Sapovalov, uh, the OHL Player of the Week? Had a marvelous uh, run uh, at Christmas. Uh, three goals, three assists in two playoff games. So great stuff happening throughout the organization with Sapovalov. That's good. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, I just got a text on it. That's why. Very cool. Well, there I, you go. That's that is a, You know, that's you're watching. So that's it goes much deeper than just we, we showed you the locker room, mm-hmm. uh, the immediate. But, you know, we've also seen this year um, beyond – the Vegas Golden Knights roster, what becomes Henderson Silver Knights. So many players have come up and, and been big contributors. Uh, most recently, you have Yuri Patera um, and, you know, Dorofiev. So, you know, then there's beyond that. There, there's the prospects that are still playing amateur hockey. Uh, we have uh, we have some great news coming our way throughout the organization. I'll hold on to that as we take a break. But football is back as the Vegas Nighthawks return for their second season. Be part of the Nighthawks family and don't miss out on the action at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Full season membership starting at fifteen bucks a ticket per game. Uh, for more information about tickets, venue, parking, and more, visit NighthawksFootball.com. We'll be back to set up the Minnesota Wild, the Vegas Golden Knights in just a little bit, plus uh, a little bit more throughout the organization on Fox Sports Las Vegas, as well as all of our social media channels. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Want to congratulate and uh, wish the uh, best of luck to Jackson Helm, the Frozen Four with BU, a VGK prospect. Uh, Looking forward to watching that journey this weekend. And it also uh, offers an opportunity for Jack Eichel to get uh, right back to his roots. It's amazing to see players' faces light up when they talk about (laughs) uh, the ties that they have within the hockey world. And obviously Jack uh, spent that uh, wonderful year uh, with BU. Yeah, and that's, you know, his backyard, and he trains there. And he, even before he went to BU, he spent time skating there. So, you know, it's it's a regional thing. It's a personal thing because he actually did play there. Um, and the Frozen Four, fun stuff from a, from a hockey's perspective. Frozen Four this week uh, coming up. Uh, looking forward to that in Tampa Bay. Uh, 
They've had it there before. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be some excitement. Uh, other happenings around the National Hockey League that I want to touch on before we get back to the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Uh, Pasternak reaches 100 points, so good on David with the hat trick. Uh, the beat goes on with the, with the Boston Bruins. They're deep. They're, I mean, they're putting themselves in a situation with one of four teams with 60 wins. Um, so it, it's, it's become historic what they've done this year. Um, you know, Allmark has been lights out as a goaltender all season long, but so was his back, Jeremy Swayman. So to me, now it becomes a Can they finish it off, right? Can they finish the storybook season off in the playoffs? Be a tougher task, but boy, oh, boy, they're, they're, they don't have many weaknesses. So the most recent wonderful run like this mm-hmm. was Tampa Bay. And Tampa lost in the, in the first round of that first year, uh, of that year, right. losing in four straight but to Columbus. They hadn't won. Right. Right? And that was the the kick in the pants that, that, that stung so much. They say, lots of times they say you have to lose first before you can, can win it all. That proved out to be true for Tampa going to the final the next three seasons, winning twice. Boston's a veteran group. By right. and large. A different team. Right? It's a different team. So I, I don't necessarily think that they have to, if they, because quite honestly, I mean, they have guys, uh, Bergeron, um, Krejci. We didn't know whether back. Bergeron was coming uh, Well, back. both of them, right? Yeah. So, so, and they're, they're on really friendly deals with, because of their age, uh, they're able to have bonuses that doesn't count against the cap. So you're getting two quality elite all time kind of players for below market value that's helped out an awful lot um so for me their window is just about now right i mean this is this is the year so i don't think they necessarily need to have the setback before they can do it this is this is the year to do it and it seemed to come out of nowhere too because of the changes they made and then you've got the minnesota wild who i didn't have in the playoffs uh, making a run right now without their best player and the vegas Golden knights uh, who missed the postseason a year ago uh, made some significant changes within the organization and are back fighting for a conference lead yeah i mean we we lived it last year all of us uh, together and you know it came apart like to me, this season's not that different. Yes, I mean, I'm I'm talking numbers and and travel, not not the chemistry that we heard uh, exhibited in the locker room in, in the previous segment. That's that you can't measure those kinds of things uh, when when you start talking about um, chemistry and the importance. Um, but what you can look at is last year they went 0 and 5 on that road trip. This year at the around the same time, right in early March. This year they went four and zero, four and one, or four and yeah. one. So, so essentially they did the same timing, but completely from a, a, a points garnered in a standings perspective, changed the dynamic of your season. And now they will try to this week with those four right. big games uh, really cement themselves. Although the way it's gone, it's impossible to really separate from the pack is just so jammed up right now. Uh, The Minnesota Wild tonight trying to sweep the season series from the Wild. They can also sweep the season series from the Nashville Predators. We're talking playoffs, so it's good to be talking uh, sweeps. And then the Vegas Golden Knights back home at the Fortress on Thursday before a brief trip over to Dallas. And then there's one week to go. Uh, A lot happening around uh, the National Hockey League, a lot of jockeying for position. The pregame show for the Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights Coming up at 4 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas this afternoon with Ryan Wallace. We'll be with you on the TV side 
at 4.30 on AT&T Sportsnet with Darren Elliott, Ashley Weiss, Gary Lawless, Dave Gosher, and Shane Knighty. Uh, enjoy your afternoon for everybody here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And good luck to the Golden Knights.